Leah, welcome back to the Warrior EDU podcast. How are you doing? Hi, Jeff. I am doing well. Still on baby watch here, so no co-host yet. Ooh, I mean, how? Where, where are we at? How close are you? Tomorrow is the due date. So That's right. Shit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's crazy. But yeah, I'm excited to be here and continue being able to, you know, in, even in this world where I'm working from home, I'm still able to be part of this podcast. And yeah, which I am so thankful for, because if you weren't here, this would be a flop. So um, I mean, obviously, no. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you might have to do some solo here. It depends, you know. Well, how. I know. I think we have a couple of guests lined up while you're while you might be out. And so I'm going to have to really think about how I uh, how I run that while you're while you're gone. So just I mean, tomorrow's the due date and uh, you just have to listen to your body and when that when he comes he's 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 coming you don't have say over it <laughs> i know that's what everybody says like you can plan all you want but you know kids are gonna have their own plan of their own here oh so. yeah oh yeah but that's the teacher in me is such a planner that that's gonna be part of my life i gotta learn to let go of here soon yeah yeah for sure i remember my wife being pregnant and it, it, you know at, at, at a certain point she's just like oh forget it we're just gonna go out to eat and if it happens it happens you know we're like on baby watch and and just like trying to be careful but then we said we're not even living right now we just have to keep going and i think one time we we're at a restaurant and and her water broke and we were okay here we go oh, <laughs> just, re just ready whenever ready I whenever keep, i keep having fears that i'm going to be in the middle of one of the zoom class with my students and my water is going to break but i guess that's better than being in person with them and having that happen i can, um, I can just hang up the zoom call and it's a little less embarrassing than if it was to happen in person so i agree i agree well i i can't wait i'm excited to have a little baby pelletier and uh in the warrior family so yeah. speaking leah of warrior family have we got a great guest today i want to welcome to the war room today everybody jessica grenz jessica how are you hello i am good how are you it was it was a fun digital teaching day i don't was know it? how to I mean, with grade books not working. And, oh, yeah. But you know what? These days we roll with the punches. That's my new motto. Yep. I mean, that's what we all have to do. I yeah. know. Um, Every so day is like a new challenge and a new adventure. I'm so excited to hear about how you are adapting, especially as being a foods teacher, not only because I love food and I mean, obviously being a pregnant woman obviously people are gonna say oh that's why but I, outside of the pregnancy also love food I think almost as much as you do maybe but uh, yes. you are super excited about that so what tell us you know a little bit about how digital teaching foods has been for you oh gosh that's been like the million dollar question lately I feel like so many people that I talk to that you know friends and family they're always like how are you teaching what you teach in a digital format and to be honest with you, I first the first thing I say is I joke and I say, well, you know, I'm not really sure how I'm teaching it, but I do have to say the one really great thing about what I'm teaching is I have a great department and we have worked so hard over the past couple of weeks to really adapt our curriculum to a digital format. Um, we're actually starting next week doing take-home lab bags for our students, which um, is going to be, I think, a great opportunity for them to still get the hands-on experience that I value so much with this class. Um, so students are going to be picking them up from school or their parents can get the ingredients for them. So we're really excited to be able to offer that to our students. Um, and 
the one thing that I think I've learned from this whole process is really to change how I view things. Um, a lot of the times when I'm in the, the classroom, I'm setting up for a lab, I'm running around. I always feel like I'm like um, a ping pong ball, just like bouncing from kitchen to kitchen and helping students. And now I'm like stationary. And, you know, teaching in front of a computer has been a huge adjustment for me. Um, and we really adapted a lot of our lessons into a digital format, whether that be, you know, if it's something that we would do as a group in person, because obviously because we're a lab-based class, um, we work in groups a lot. So a lot of the group work that we would do in the lab, we're still kind of doing in different ways and just modifying our lessons to make things a little bit more innovative. And I've also learned how to assess students differently. Um, I was very much a traditional pen and paper kind of assessing teacher. And now I've definitely, you know, seen how my students have grown through the assignments and the discussions that they're posting. So it's definitely been a challenge, but we're definitely adapting to it as time goes on. And each week feels like it's getting a little bit easier. That's awesome. You know what? You know what it reminds me of? Uh, and, and it reminds me of like a cooking show. Like you could start your own cooking show. You're giving demonstrations in the kitchen. The kids are watching and they're trying things at home. I love that. I mean, do you ever feel like that? Like you guys could start your own cooking show? I mean, that's awesome. Yes, I totally feel like that. I actually just did my first demo today and it definitely didn't go as well as I had planned, but it's always a learning curve. Um, but I like, it's so funny because when I was younger, I would come home from school and I always remember um, like pretending that I had my own home cooking show as I would make like my snack after school. And I'm actually like living that dream. So I definitely have lots of demos planned for my students. Um, I'm taking requests from them. So my one baking and pastry class requested cinnamon rolls as our demo. So um, the Westies here will be happy to know that I have demo snacks. <laughs> um, yum. Yeah. Um, so talking about when you were a little kid and, you know, having your own cooking show in your, in your head and stuff, it, speak to us about like, did that inspire you to pursue this pathway or how did you get into teaching to start off with even? Oh gosh. So I actually, when I first went to school, did not start going to school to be a teacher. Um, I, when I was in high school, I was really into health and fitness. And so when I first started, I went to NIU, when I first started at, at NIU, I was going to school to become a registered dietitian. And the farther along I got in my classes, I think I was in my third year, um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with that. And when you become a registered dietitian, there's two paths you can take and neither of them really sounded interesting to me. And I got an email from my advisor, you know, just talking about a family consumer science meeting about what it's like to be a family consumer science teacher. So it was like a meeting for starting a cohort and so I went to the meeting and I was the only person that showed up there, which is not surprising because there's really not many people that go into this field. And I ended up being in a cohort with two other people and they actually no longer have the program at NAU. So that's kind of how I started. So I was like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. And at the time I was in a co-ed service fraternity called Alpha Phi Omega. And I had spent a lot of time volunteering um, going into elementary schools and teaching them about health and wellness. And that just kind of started that a little bit. 
Um, I really enjoyed being around students and being in front of them. And it's so funny because when I was in high school, I was so shy. I was like a fly on the wall. And now it's so weird, like the, how far I've come and how like easy it is to talk in front of other people. Um, if you had asked me if I was going to be a teacher in high school, I would probably have said absolutely not. So, but I totally feel like I'm where I'm meant to be. I absolutely love being a culinary teacher. It's one of my favorite things. Wow. That's great. I mean, and well, and it shows, I mean, your passion really, really shines through and in being a registered dietitian and into health and fitness and, and foods, you know, culinary, that's, I mean, they can go hand in hand. So, I mean, as any, you know, as you create curriculum and think about recipes and that kind of thing is, and does any of that go through the process, like about what you've learned about, you know, um, dietary needs and health and fitness as you all are processing? Absolutely. Um, I have a dream of having like a, like a specific culinary class just related to health and wellness. Um, but I always talk with my classes. The unfortunate thing is a lot of the times we're making things that aren't so healthy, like bread and pizza and pancakes and biscuits. But I do try to make it a point when I can to talk about healthier alternatives um, for the most part, I try to eat on a weekly basis, pretty healthy weekends. You know, I definitely like to splurge and maybe cook something that's not so healthy, but I definitely talk about that stuff in my classes. And we do go over nutrition in culinary one. And we talk about those, the different aspects of eating healthy, the different nutrients, so carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. Sure. Um, and, and then we then talk about that in all of our different units. So I definitely try to bring it in as much as I can. That's great. I really feel like um, there should be a cook-off right here, you know, with Jessica <laughs> and Leah. I don't know if you've seen Leah's Instagram page, but it, she's a total foodie. And no, she... I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Okay. No, I, well... I, I like I should be following I say, wanna, you. I say wannabe foodie, okay? Like, <laughs> well, for sure. Know. But that some of that stuff looks pretty legit. I mean, I don't, I don't know why we're not bringing some of that stuff into the, you know. Yeah, one, I'd love maybe to bounce more. ideas off of you, Leah. <laughs> it's a fun hobby to have for sure. Like, I mean, and it's such a big part of our lives. So what we eat, you know. And so I think we, even in science, we talk about those same things with the macromolecules and how that's what we're made out of and you are what you eat. And so I think it really ties in with so many different, you know, cross-curricular connections that foods relates to yeah, across totally. with science and then math and everything. I mean, there's yeah. so many skills that go into being able totally. to make that. Yeah, absolutely. I like, it's so funny that you say that because I, there's another teacher in here the other day and I was teaching a student in my office hours about fractions and I will never admit to being a math person, but for some reason, like fractions are something that's really difficult for students to understand. And so for me to like, I feel like almost a phony sometimes teaching them how to do math, but I think it's so important that they're learning, like not just how to cook something, but they're also, you know, I just did a yeast, uh, yeast leavening experiment today. You know, they were, they had pre and post lab questions that they were filling out. So, and, and you're so right. Everyone does eat. And that's what I value so much about this class is, um, this is a skill that students are going to have for the rest of their lives because, you know, I, I personally feel like there are so many people in this day and age that don't know how to cook and they're constantly like eating out and you know that stuff costs a lot of money so i i feel like i'm helping students be successful later on in life especially like 
I talk about how you can eat in college because I just remember eating dorm room food and I was like, oh my gosh, this was, this food is terrible. So I always talk about like little tips and tricks that you can do to, um, to eat in college. Like I talk about how to make fancy ramen. So, you know, it's just things like that, that I love so much about culinary and talking about it. That's amazing. That's fantastic. So Jessica, I mean, we, we know also, in addition to your teaching load here at MCHS, you're also uh, the student council advisor, you're a softball coach. I mean, I mean, how do you, how do you find time to balance all that? You know, so often we hear um, people making sure that we tell tell people, teachers, to say, you know, go ahead and say no to things. You don't have to take it all on, right? I, I think, Leah, you and I have had that conversation before. Amazing. <laughs> so, so, I mean, is, is important, is, and listen, I know, you know, we're, we're passionate, we like to do things and stay involved, but I mean, do you find time to balance all that? You know, I definitely would say that balancing things is something that I really have a difficult time with because I'm the kind of person that if you ask me to do something, I will try to do it as, as much as I can. And I've always had a hard time saying no, like you, you were saying, like, learn to say no, it's okay. And I, I feel like I always, I have that like helper mentality, or I just want to help everyone. And so, you know, I do take on a lot of stuff sometimes. I found though, I'm finally trying to get back in a groove but I was coming home after school and like being exhausted. So one thing that I felt has actually helped me balance as weird as, weird as it sounds is I've started working out in the morning, which I knew friends that were doing that. And I was like, you guys are crazy. There's no way I'm waking up like an hour before I have to be at work to go work out. And it's actually like helped clear my mind on so many levels um, and helped me be more productive in balancing a lot of those things. I also am a, a rigorous to-do list writer. I don't know if you guys are, yes. but oh, yes. I, I love writing to-do lists. It gives me such gratification to just cross things off. Um, and I really like to make sure, you know, when I go home, if there's things that I should be doing or I have to work on, I say, all right, I'm going to do something for an hour and then that's it. Because I really feel like it's important to balance work and outside of work. So that's something that I've gotten definitely better at as I've moved on in my teaching career. This is my, my third year, uh, but I've definitely gotten much better at finding that balance and saying to myself, well, I know I have a million things that I need to do for school, but this is the time that I'm spending at home relaxing or being with my friends and family. So definitely blocking off that time and making sure that you know, you're leaving work at work and kind of focusing on your home life as well. Yeah, I love that time limit aspect that you put because yeah. it's like there's always something that teachers can be doing to, always. you know, always. So like if you don't cut yourself off, you'll just never stop working. And it's so important to fulfill your life in other ways than just work all day long, even though, we, you know, it's something that you're passionate about and you're excited about, but it gets mentally exhausting and draining and you got to be able to take care of yourself too. So that's, that's yeah. a really good tip. Exactly. And, and the one thing that I always struggle with and maybe some, there's another teacher out there who's found a, a way to, to, to cope with this, but I have a problem where, yes, I leave it at work, but also I have like lingering thoughts about it oh, yeah. all night. Like, oh my gosh, I have this, this, and this that I need to do when I get to school tomorrow. And it like almost, it's like, why, well, why don't I just do it if I'm just going to sit here and think about it? 
So yes. I've learned there's certain things I have to do in order to feel like ready for the next day. And if I don't, then I will stay up all night thinking about it. So it's like right. you start to learn to prioritize, okay, these are the things that I need to do in that one hour so that I can actually shut my brain off away from work for yeah. it after. I think it's just the plight of the educator, you know, I mean, I remember when I taught, you know, even summers, like when we'd hit garage sales, I'd be, th my wife, Michelle would be like, you're going to find something for the classroom. I, I, I just, you know, I just, we, we just never turn it off. And I find that even as an administrator, it's, it's very often the first thing you're thinking about when you wake up and the last thing you think about before you go to bed are your kids are your are your in my case my my staff as well you know just thinking about you know how can we and i you know that's good it's good and it's bad you know it's good because it pushes you and you're constantly wondering how can i get better you know what did i what could i have done better today what will i change tomorrow and that kind of thing but you know we talked about at our uh, recent faculty meeting about ha having a drop list um and uh literally you write down things that if you're going to take this new thing on and say yes to these things, that's fine. But what are you going to say no to? What is not bringing an, uh, a value add to your life right now? And revisiting that every single month. What else can you drop off your list this month? So you talk about to-do lists. Why not start a drop list too? I think that's very important for teachers. I love that idea. So absolutely. Okay, real quick, real quick question, side question, your favorite culinary unit or recipe right now? Oh, gosh, that I teach in class or that I make at home? Ooh, either one, go. Ooh, um, I would have to say I, I really love doing monkey bread with culinary one. That is like the tried and true recipe. The kids absolutely love it. And as I go on and I have kids that are in culinary two or baking and pastry, they will like beg me to make it. And sometimes I did oblige one time last year, um, but they really, really like that. And I know that that's something that the kids enjoy making. And I always like when they enjoy something too, because a lot of the times I'll find like a recipe, like one time I made kale chips with my classes and they hated it. And I was like, Hmm, I was monkey so, bread kale chips. <laughs> yeah, I was so upset because I knew how good they could be, but they didn't cook them long enough. So that's kind of the issue that they ran into. So I will sometimes come up with this, these ideas that I'm like, oh, they're going to absolutely love these. And then they're just bomb. So monkey bread is definitely one of those things that it's all of the kids love it. I can always smell coming up the stairwell, the oh. monkey bread when you guys are making yes, it. Yes, so absolutely. <laughs> It almost has that like mall smell sometimes in this room. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the mall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because, well, it's so funny because we have last year, we had, it was like culinary one and then culinary two and baking and pastry. And they were all like intermingled throughout the day. So like one class was making like chicken parmesan. Another one was making dessert. And so it's just always like a mishmash of smells in our classroom. <laughs> And I definitely, go ahead. I was going to say, and then sometimes they are coming from PE too. So then you've got a real mishmash of smells. <laughs> yes, that is very true. And yes, we have had that added to the mix in the past before. <laughs> Love it. All right, Jessica, what are you hopeful for 
moving forward here in this this time that we're living in and she's episode two so do we have already two things she's hopeful for since oh, ray was i one. think so i think so you know ray Haggerty. i don't know if you know ray jessica but he got off easy since he was the first episode so he only had to give us one thing imagine what the 25th episode will have to be that's <laughs> 25 things just at some point <laughs> i'm glad i i volunteered quickly <laughs> yeah, you only got to give us one two. of the perks of saying yes <laughs> right <laughs> i think it's fair so either do do this because uh, as we near the end of the show i want to make sure that we talk about also you know like a challenge that you've had in in your teaching career and how you kind of dug yourself out of that so how about we do that one of those and one thing you're hopeful for okay so one challenge and one thing i'm hopeful for um i would say the one challenge i have found is um a lot of the times and i think a lot of teachers can be like this is i get very set in my ways where you know i have a lesson or something that i've done in the past and i really really like it and i don't want to change it and so that's definitely something that's been challenging for me especially with this year and last year is there were a lot of things that I had to just give up. Um, you know, a lot of the units that we did, we couldn't do a certain number of labs. And so, you know, I think one challenge that I've found that I'm trying to be better about is, you know, adapting and learning as I go um, and trying out new things, especially with, like I said, digital teaching is, you know, it's a whole new ballpark for everyone. So. Um, I definitely have been more open to change and finding new things to do. Um, and then one thing I'm hopeful for is that, um, especially out of this, that, and I, I found that it's really affected, you know, all of this, this pandemic as a whole is, I think, I hope the one thing that we all come out of this with is we slowed down a little bit because I feel like when we were in quarantine, I felt like I needed that little rest. And I feel like so many times as humans, we're just running around and rushing around. And I feel like this time has been a time for us to just kind of take a pause and breathe and think about what's important to us. Um, and I found that after the kind of quarantine and the pandemic that people are just way more kind than they used to be. And that's the one thing that I think I'm really hopeful for is that my students think that I'm kind, my coworkers find that I'm kind and I'm doing things to help others get, and help them navigate through this digital teaching and digital learning. Um, so yeah, and not just in teaching, but also in my personal life as well. You know, I've been trying to find ways to be a better person, donate to charity more, offer my time more when I can. So yeah, that's the one thing that I'm hopeful for, especially, you know, coming out of hopefully soon, this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, couldn't agree more, Jessica. I think you're right, though. I mean, I think that, um, you know, you've said a number of times on the show today, Jessica, that, you, you know, it's about adapting. It's about being more open to change. And I think that if there's one thing COVID has taught us, you know, it, it is definitely that, that we, we have to adapt. We have to learn how to uh, pivot, which is a word that I've been hearing more and more these days, <laughs> um, you know, like, like turning on a dime, you know, I mean, we're, we were ready to open with a hybrid model and then, you know, the very next day, oh, well, we're going to close and we have to shift gears. So we have to be ready to pivot. So I think it's taught people to, you know, be, be ready uh, to, to be and be ready to adapt and to change as needed. Um, and I, I love what you're hopeful for too. You know, I mean, you started out with slow down. 
you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's so critical. I think that when we try to multitask and when we try to get everything under the sun done, it doesn't allow us to slow down and it makes us a little crabbier. Totally. And I, I felt like, um, you know, I, as for, and I, as outside of doing teaching, I also have like, you know, I have a, a small business that I do. So I was finding like I had all of my cups were like half full. And, you know, I wasn't giving all of my full effort to all of the things that I was doing. And I really didn't like that. So I definitely felt like, you know, having that little break helped me, you know, find where, you know, if one cup is less full than the other, well, you know, then I need to focus on that and just trying to balance those things. It's funny, you kept saying pivot and I had the friends episode in my mind. Uh, Exactly what I thought I would have said it too. That's too funny. Too funny. Well, listen, Jessica, this has been uh, a great episode. Such a pleasure to have you on today and to get to know you. Um, if, if people want to follow up with you besides, I mean, you know, your, your regular work email, I mean, other people out on social media, how can they contact you if they want to know more? Oh, gosh. So I'm on Twitter. I've, I've got my teacher Twitter. I think I have to pull it up. I think I'm at Jessica Grenz, maybe. Um, and then I, I'm also on Instagram. But I, I've actually been considering like putting together a, not a cooking one, but um, one that I can have for school that I can share like student work. We had one for um, our classes, but I want, I think, one more personal to me. But um, I'm trying to pull up Twitter. It would be so fun to be able to share like recipes with, you know, and the kids could continue following you into college and after high school and they could keep getting oh, yeah. recipes from you. Right. I totally agree. Cause I feel like I compared to other people, I think I'm a little, I'd like to think I'm more adventurous when it comes to what I'm eating. Um, but yeah, I would love for my students to just even see what I'm making at home just because I, like I said, I live what I teach and I think it would be cool for them to see some of that stuff. So my Twitter is at Miss Grenz. Um, so M I S S G R E N S. So I will, frequently post things about my classroom but mostly i share videos about dogs from tiktoks <laughs> <laughs> also worth it oh, so that's what you get if you follow me <laughs> that's awesome well it does it does say in your twitter twitter bio that you are a culinary guru so yes. uh, we need to see more of those recipes and those cooking demonstrations i think that's in your future jessica yes absolutely <laughs> That's awesome. And I, and I do see a cook-off between you and Leah at some point here. I would yeah, love yeah. to see I'm that. And... Down to judge when they have the competitions. But yeah. yeah. Well, I've, else, you know, in our, I've been judging with other people in our district and they're so kind. And I'm, I watch a lot of Food Network and I'm a big like, you know, Gordon Ramsay fan. They're and not I, that kind. I'm not that kind. And everybody looks at me like, well, well I'm like, how are they going to learn if they don't get any feedback? And you know what? I don't want you to be kind because I've had judges come into my classroom and they're like, they're all so great. I just can't pick one. And I'm like, yes, you can. I know exactly which one you can. I have undercooked potatoes and I've had raw hot dogs. Like yes. they're not all good. <laughs> I know I had a chili cook off and I had a couple of my judges, like they complimented the kids, but later on they said that they had a bunch of cold chili. And I was like, well, they were supposed to reheat it. 
<laughs> for sure. So maybe for maybe sure. next year, you know, when yeah. over at West then, then you can pull me in yeah. and tough judgment. But, but I love to have that honest feedback because I think that that's a valuable teachable moment for the kids because, you know, a lot of the times when I have teachers come in to judge, the kids are finding the recipe completely on their own. So I think it helps to teach them to know, oh, well, maybe those flavors didn't go together. I need to, to cook that a little bit longer. Um, I know for a grilled cheese challenge, there were like grilled cheese sandwiches that didn't even have melted cheese. So I think they need a little bit of that criticism to help inspire them. For it the helps them grow. Time. Yeah. Right. Helps in a polite way. I'm not rude. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm honest. <laughs> no, they need it. <laughs> yeah, not just in the kitchen, but I mean, any in, in kitchen, classroom, life. I mean, give me feedback. Let me know Absolutely. what I'm you know, what I'm doing wrong. I'd love to hear it. Just not every day. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jessica. It's been great having you in the war room today. Uh, from the Warrior EDU podcast, Leah and I thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. It was great being on here. Thanks, guys. All right. You're welcome. Leah, see you next time. See you next time.